People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Sponsor time. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business, and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam-up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Shout out to Miss Mary, the owner of Buckaroo Tattoo in Wheatland, California. Email her now at buckaroo-tat, and then the number two, at yahoo.com to make an appointment. Hit her up on Instagram at buckaroo-tat, and the number two, or at Ink in My Glove on Facebook at buckaroo-tat. She's been tattooing some badass tattoos for the past 13 years at her shop. And let me tell you, she is literally flying here at the beginning of March tattoo me for a couple days and record some shows with me so if i'm using her and i'm letting her tattoo the shit out of me and she's sponsoring this show boy y'all need to look her up right now make your appointment with her you ain't gonna be disappointed at all she is grown i can't wait Shout out to Buckaroo Tattoo and Miss Mary go look them up on all social media platforms now cowboy stuff my buddy old friend Chris Sapp, owner of Desperado and Company, over at the Pooler Tanger Outlet Mall. They are in Suite 611. They offer all kind of Western wear. Boots, toddlers, youth, women's, men's, everything. They have Ariat wallets, phone cases, men and women's jewelry, uh, Montana silversmith, belt buckles, Ariat belts for men. They offer clinch. Ariat and Wrangler are their main brands of clothes. Lots of exotic boots. Uh, guys, I saw some of the stuff that they're bringing me and some of the stuff I get to try on. Let me tell you, there's a lot of great Western wear places that are up in Nashville that I get to go to. This place compares to every single one of them. So what I need you guys to do is look up Desperado and Company, Chris Sapp. Their phone number is 912 six zero four zero three eight nine go check them out get all turquoise the hell up 
get all westerned up, look like a cowboy cowgirl. Western fashion is the coolest shit to me, by the way. And uh, the fact that they're on board as a sponsor now, I can't wait to try on some of the stuff that he has sent me and everything that they have sent me in pictures uh, to get my size in. Dude, it's all banging. It's all awesome. So look up Desperado and Company now. Mr. Chris Sapp, once again, the Puller Tanger Outlet Mall, Suite 611. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency. And that phone number in Macon is 478 621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. It's prom season, and let me tell you, if I was still in high school, I know exactly where I would go to get my tux because I like flashy. I like loud. I like obnoxious clothing. If you ever see the stuff I wear out in Macon, Nashville, wherever the hell I go, to be honest with you, I like to be seen <laughs> as much as I am heard. And Miss Vicky over at Dolly's Delights showed me the other day a company that she's ordering from now that had the loudest and most obnoxiously good-looking tuxes. Fellas, if you're trying to turn heads and you're in high school, Dolly's Delights is where the hell you need to be. So moms and dads, take your boys over there. And while you're over there, get some of that good candy. Make sure you satisfy that sweet tooth. It's the best place to do it. You're not going to find anybody better to deal with, and not to mention she's got the best prices around. That's Dolly's Delights, located at 5122 3rd Avenue, Eastman, Georgia. Call her at 478-231-7237. Dolly's Delights. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Well, I'm doing a live show there February the 15th. She's going to feed me. I'm going to take a couple of my friends with me from social media there, uh, probably around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if any of y'all would like to come hang out, please do. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed she takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, 
every single aspect. That's why I'm taking my equipment there to actually record with her and her staff. So please go check out Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive In. I'm about tired of reading all these sponsors, but I'm grateful for each and every one of them. But I saved my homegirl for last. Let me tell you about Miss Reagan, who's getting me in shape right now. I need each and every one of y'all to go look her up on Instagram at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit. She does one-on-one customized meal planning, nutrition guides, and training in home or at the gym. I know she stays on my ass, so I know she'll stay on yours. Look, this is the thing with Reagan. She's lost the weight, she stayed in shape, and now she's helping people do the same thing that she did. And she did it the healthy way. She can help you lose body fat, gain muscle, or just improve your overall health. Whatever your goal is, she'll help you with it. I promise that. And the thing is, she holds you accountable in a way that most people don't. She's very affordable, and she offers weekly and monthly payments. So please, go look up my homegirl, Miss Reagan, at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit on Instagram. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, folks? Thank y'all for turning to, uh, I don't know what the fuck I was saying, but I'll start over. Thank y'all for turning <laughs> I still, I'm t- fucking tongue-tied. Damaris, if you're listening right now, before I start the show, because I'm not going to go back and cut any of this out, those Adderall, fantastic. Uh, I'm tongue-tied already. I'm just playing. So that's the inside joke that about 10,000 people just heard. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. I would like to introduce y'all to our guest today. If you haven't seen her on social media yet, uh, that makes two of us. I got a message the other day from my friend, uh, What Mandy. And um, as I was looking at this woman's uh, social media, and I didn't know why she had sent it to me in the first place, I just saw a hot blonde in the little circle. And I was like, okay, why is Mandy sending me this? And uh, I was like, okay, maybe she's trying to hook her boy up. Not that at all. And uh, as I'm sitting here looking, the mayor's little Hawkeye ass is over my shoulder in the back of the truck. It's like, oh, my God, you got to get this woman on your show. She's hilarious. We love her. I didn't know that they were tag teaming me to get you on the show. And then I looked you up and I was like, oh, this bitch is funny. I'm going to have a like her. So I would like to introduce y'all to Miss Lauren Elizabeth. Y'all can go find her on uh, TikTok and I'll let her give you the rest of them. But it's at Lauren underscore Elizabeth 55. After that fucking two minute introduction, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I didn't realize how fucking tongue-tied I was until right then. You you wearing that fuck your feeling shirt and and those glasses and that hair pulled back just got me over here dreaming. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Seriously, fuck their feelings. I walk on eggshells all fucking day. So I like you already. They knew. <laughs> I yeah, I think you are the first person. Maybe not the first. Oh no, Gina was the first. After I did a show with Mandy, she sent me Gina stuff. Oh. So you were after Gina. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, in that, if you're in that crowd, I already like you. I was listening to um, their podcast that you did with her and Gina. And when Gina was like, you can't cancel me, bitch. I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> that's when you I know, that's when you know you have money in the bank and this isn't your job. 
right because yeah. i i was so nervous to come on i'm like fuck like i know i can be open but at the same time like i don't want to like i still have to like watch what i say you know yeah, <laughs> yeah well don't worry we'll uh we'll make sure you don't say anything too stupid we'll leave that up to me <laughs> you'll, just, you'll just be guilty by association and i don't think you'll okay, get that i don't think you'll get in that much trouble for that what when you lay down with dogs you get fleas right Trust me, there's plenty of them motherfuckers over here. <laughs> so anyway, tell everybody a little bit about you before we get started. Give them your social media handles first, and then uh, and, okay. then, we'll, and then we'll go from there. Um, on TikTok, I am Lauren underscore Elizabeth fifty five. Um, that's L O R E N, not L A U R E N fifty five, and it's the same on Instagram except for no underscore. Um that account on Instagram got hacked and people are out there scamming people and trying to sell fucking crypto. And <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other fucking debacle that people are calling and messaging me about on the fucking daily. So I'm glad I don't understand that stuff and I'm too stupid to where I've been <laughs> like, you know, what'd be good. Me buying crypto. I never fucking knew what crypto uh, when when somebody messaged me when it first happened and they're like they're selling crypto on your Instagram account. I had to fucking Google it because I had no idea what the fuck it was. <laughs> I've had people come in this studio and sit here for an hour and describe to me exactly what it is and how it works. And I left more lost than when they got here. I, I still don't fucking understand what it is. You know what I don't understand is how you can be so fucking stupid to fall for it. That That's what I don't understand. These people that message me that know me in, in real life and they're like, am I really talking to you? You know, because this sounds like a really good deal. And I'm like, are you, are you touched? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think is funny? Because uh, I like to hate on men a lot on this show because I feel like if I'm as stupid as I am, then there's a lot dumber men out there than me. I like when a woman, and it's obviously a fake account, like tries to add you on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and these guys get catfished by them, thinking that they are really talking to these people. I had, I had, uh, shout out to Miss Tawny. Um, Miss Tawny Jade added me out of nowhere. She's like a, a playmate. And she did the show a couple weeks ago, but she added me off of after one of my shows in Nashville. Um, she lives in Nashville. So it was probably just something I posted algorithm, saw me, whatever, added me on Instagram, nothing fucking special about it. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, she's got a shit ton of followers. Why is this looks real? But the kind of women that look like this, they don't follow me. They don't randomly follow me. Like if I ask them to do a show or something, or I get to know them on social media as a friend, then yeah, they follow me. There's not one random ass woman looking like that following me, but I've had buddies that somebody like that, you, man, DD or anybody, Gina, if I don't start throwing there, she's going to fucking throw a corn dog down my throat. <laughs> like, oh, I'm the, I'm the old, uh, dark headed one. Oh, I'm not hot anymore. Uh, I know she, I know she has some smart ass shit to say, but they'll be thinking that they're actually talking to these women. It's one thing. Crypto is another thing. If you're that stupid to get catfished by somebody that, you know, is that's not, that's not the well, that. And, and just like people believing that people really look like 
what they look like on social media because everybody uses fucking filters. I give Mandy such shit all the fucking time because that bitch steady uses a fucking filter. And when I met her for the first time, when I flew out to Oklahoma in person and she's like running up to me at the airport and I was like, <laughs> holy fuck, this bitch is drop dead fucking gorgeous. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, and I, and I waited for a little bit. And we got to her house and I was like, can I tell you something? I was like, please don't be mad at me and don't take this the wrong way. I was like, but you are fucking beautiful. I was like, you always use a filter. So I never really knew. I mean, I know what you yeah. look like, but not for real, you know? Oh, yeah. There's plenty. There's plenty. <laughs> I got in trouble. I got in trouble. Uh, God, you should go back and listen to these episodes because they're some of the most downloaded ones I've done. There was this uh there's this old girl from around here that does shitty country music and me and her have not liked each other for years. Uh you drive a special education school bus, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Special education and handicapped kids are like something that are very tender to me. Like it's very very tender to me. And I'm not going to go everybody's listening to shows heard a story, but I felt like this person disrespected somebody that was handicapped and it really pissed me off and it happened at my studio so after that i've just been a dick to her just complete fucking asshole and then all of a sudden i can't remember what it was that even started the bullshit she made a smart ass comment about me i think and uh if you come at me i'm a fucking kamikaze pilot like i'm going for your fucking head well, i don't uh, i will risk i will risk everything to fucking prove my point and uh, Trey Lewis likes to pick on me because I say my ego has an ego. Like, if you if you mess with me, I'm fucking coming for you. But uh, anyway, <laughs> she dresses up so much. And she's not an ugly girl. I always have to say this. The woman's not ugly. She's a thick girl, but she's not. She's 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 actually probably more the body type that I like. All right. She looks like you can wrestle with the bitch. All right. Throw her around a little bit. She throw you around, too. But she filters her stuff so much that when you finally see her you're like, you're like who the fuck are you <laughs> right? yeah like who the fuck like why like you're not i don't understand like and i love mandy i don't understand why women that are attractive why you uh, why you do that shit so much that's what i'm saying like it drives me crazy and and we talked a little bit like yes i do botox fillers um, and I'm very open about it. I'm not one of the, a lot of women are like, Oh no, I, this is me. I've aged this way. No, the fuck you didn't. You fucking paid for it. I fucking paid for it. I'm going to share about it because yeah. if somebody else out there wants to try it, but you know, but, but all that to say before I did it, I fucking used filters. I, I love the fucking Snapchat beauty filter, you know, because I, I didn't feel good about myself. I wasn't confident. But then when, when, actual beautiful women use it and i'm like you, you don't fucking need it you don't need it now i'm all about the no filter life like yeah. fuck that shit <laughs> but, uh, I, I still am going to find the best lighting but as far as like exactly. filter uh -uh. I, I, I don't think i've ever really used them i like my wrinkles i like that i'm getting old oh uh, not I, me yeah. oh fuck that yeah, mm -mm. I, I don't well, I just hate the younger generation so much. I don't want to be the more I can distance myself from the fucking morons in their early twenties, the better. Well, you can say that because you're a man, and men age 
you all get better looking with age when us women don't obviously i've heard about your boyfriend <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 62 and he's sexy. What the fuck? <laughs> he's how old? 62 and I am 32. How how much money does he got? He's he does good. He's pretty he looks like he's doing pretty good. I see you. God damn. You know what? I, I figured it out. It's not that my romantic life sucks, it's just I'm poor. You say that. But it's funny because before I came on here, I, I got a package. There's a package on the front steps, and he thought it was something for him that I had ordered. So he's in there, and he's opening it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I was going to do an unboxing video for that. So he opens it, and it's – I I literally live in Trump sweatshirts, leggings, and fucking vans. So it was, an, it was a new pair of vans, and he's, like, giving me shit. He's like, how the fuck much were these? I was like, I paid for them. I paid for him, so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I'm just giving you shit. You you don't seem like a gold digger. I know gold diggers. I, I I've know. been I've been told that though. <laughs> I have. If you're if you're happy, who gives a shit? Yeah, we've been together for almost five years. Okay, let me ask you. You said five years. Yeah. You're you're 28 when you meet. That means he's what 57. Yep. How how did that go? That's very, um, that's very interesting to me now. Um, well, I knew his mother my whole entire life. Um, and so around here with the school busing, we don't work for the county. We're we're the school bus contractors are contracted. So okay. you you actually own your own school bus. The county doesn't own the bus. So his mother was actually the very first special ed school bus in the county and she loved it she loved those kids and my family had knew my boyfriend his name is James but his nickname is Bunny I call him Hun that's a whole thing <laughs> um <laughs> um but my family had knew him knew him I never knew him but I knew his mom and um my uncles are both school bus contractors. So they had bugged me ever since I turned 21 to get my CDLs and help them drive the school bus. So I finally did at 23, got my CDL, started driving school bus for them. And that is how I met my boyfriend. I met him the very first time at a school bus meeting. And then from there, he asked, called me and asked me if I could do a field trip for him, did the field trip. And, uh, so he owns the school bus company. He took over when his mother passed away okay. 12 years ago, he had the option to continue her bus contract. And so he did because she, like I said, she was the very first school, but our uh, special ed school bus in the county and she loved it and she loved the kids and um he wanted to keep her name and her legacy going so he kept it that sounds very mafia-ish like, right yeah that's got some <laughs> mafia ties to it doesn't it like look, his last he, name look, his last name's like corleone or some shit it's, right? it's reese like the reese cup and okay. it's funny because you said the it sounds very ma mafia and she just bought a um like 2007 blacked out 
Cadillac Escalade, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> so, this dude's gangster as fuck. I like him already. Right? So I, think a... I walked down the road the other day, and and I have my dog with me, and I'm like, "Come here, Maverick." You know, I don't leash him. And I'm like, "Get over here." There's a fucking truck coming, and it's this black Escalade, and I, I, he just started driving it, and so I'm like, "It's probably some New York motherfucker," you know. <laughs> you know what? I get it now. I understand why you. And Mandy and uh, Gina and everybody <laughs> are all—it's all mafia ties. <laughs> and then James and Damaris, Damaris is fucking oblivious to whatever's going on. They're but, just clueless. But, right? but James, but James is the hitman. I got it now. I get—I well, I, I know exactly what it is. Did he tell you what happened in Nashville? James ain't the hitman. Oh no, no, no! They showed me the video. You about knocking a bitch out. <laughs> No, that was one of the first things. Like that was one of the first things D showed me. She was mm. like, "Oh no, you're going to love her. Trust me." Mm. Damn, I all I could think was the only thing I can say that saved me that night was that I I didn't drink. I um, quit drinking once we got on Broadway. I had like two drinks and then I switched to water. And um, if I had been drinking. Like, like I drink every night. Um, I, I would have definitely went to jail because I, I would have hit that girl. <laughs> yeah, they were telling me how riled the fuck up you were. I liked it. Uh, I, liked I can't, it. I can't stand, I can't stand ignorant ass fucking people. I, I can't. D don't do that, and especially if you don't know me, don't, don't come up to me like that in public and yeah. and think that I'm not gonna fucking say nothing back. But, but yeah, they, they fucking, that girl shoved fucking Damaris and I was like nose to fucking nose with her. But the only thing that saved me is that I was not drinking. I, I had switched to the water. You're, you're, you're mafia too. Mm. <laughs> I like Look, it. And I, had, and I, and I had my gun strapped right to my of course, chest. Of course you fucking did. <laughs> oh, they're not good. What do you got? Like a, 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 a bra holster? Uh, um, I carry a, well now since shit's got crazier, you, you listen to the news and you see the, the different things come across the news. I carry two guns on me actually. Um, but I carry like a bum crossbody bag. Uh, yeah. Yep. And, oh, I love uh, you. Yeah. So I fucking carry, G. Yeah. So I carry a Smith and Wesson bodyguard 380. And then I also have a nine millimeter Beretta that I carry. So Ready for um, a bitch to act up. I'm telling you have to be. And I always tell people, and I always tell the girls, I get on the girls because I'm the only one out of the group that carries. And I'm like, if at least if you're not gonna carry, then get a baseball bat, get get a pocket knife, get some pepper spray, which pepper spray. I'm not I'm not a fan of pepper spray, but um, and I always say, you may get me, you, you may take me the fuck out, but I'm not going to be out here in this world defenseless. Hell yeah. Not gonna I'm, I, I'm not. I get into a lot of arguments about that because, uh, I used to be like super, super conservative, super fucking conservative. Now I'm more independent because I just fucking hate both sides. Like I just really just hate, I think everybody's in each other's pockets or all full of shit yep. or whatever. But, like, I've gotten into so many arguments. One thing you can never shift me on is guns. Um, you're never. Yep. You're never. Like, and that's the thing. 
I get a lot of hate on uh, social media. That's where the majority of my hate comes from is because of my political beliefs. But if I really spoke on my political beliefs, um, people would really be shocked because I, although I am conservative, I that's where I lean most towards. Yeah. I don't agree with everything on that side. Yeah. I do have some, some, you know, very left views. Um, but in a whole, I lean toward, towards the right more, especially when it comes to getting my ass up at four 30 every morning and going to fucking work. Okay. <laughs> I like so that. people, people, people would be shocked if I really spoke on it, but I, I, since I've learned kind of the realms of social media, I've, I've kind of, tried to take a step back from really talking about a lot of political stuff. Um, well, there's just no use in it anymore either. Like, it's not that your voice doesn't make a difference. It's just on social media. It really doesn't make a difference because mm -hmm. people are just going to report it and report it. It doesn't matter if you make the most sense in the fucking world for right. left, for left or right. Does right. not matter. It, people. It doesn't. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't align completely with a certain person's views, if you don't completely align with them, you've pissed them the fuck off. And they're like, fuck you. This piece of the paper over here is pink. And, and you got every other color on the paper right, except for this little part over here. So you're shit. You're no fucking good. You've got to go. And it, it shouldn't be that way. Our world is very divided and it's it's and to watch it to watch how things have changed is very troubling yeah it, it, it's it's scary <laughs> yeah we're we're so fucking and it's not just po politics everything we're so separated that it, it's just that people just want to keep dividing because if it's, as old as the saying is divide it's easier to conquer right like yeah, yeah. everybody wants us to get along if everybody just realized the only problem in this world is you have the ultra rich the almost ultra rich, and then it's everybody else. Yep. Like we're yep. not from bottom to middle is the same. And then from middle to well off is the same. Yep. Like it's fucking not that much difference. You know, and it's funny because when I I lived a very sheltered life, I went to private school. Um, and so when I started driving the school bus, I started driving for my uncles and I drove regular education then. And like, it was a very eye opening thing to me. Uh, I had, I learned very quickly that I was, I was sheltered. I what growing up, like, you know, you go through things and you're like, Oh, my parents suck, yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, fuck, my parents were really fucking great. Yeah, You know, and uh, another thing I had to learn or I did learn was that um, not everybody is the same as me. Not everybody's going to do the do things the same way I am, but it doesn't make them bad. And Absolutely it doesn't, not. It doesn't mean that they're right or wrong. That's just we're just different. That's the way that they were raised. I, lo you know? I, lo I love the people that are different than me that I can actually have a conversation with. Exactly. And, you know, and, and that's one of the biggest things. Like I, I follow, especially on social media, like I follow a lot of people that um, have different views than I do that are very, very liberal. 
And I like them as people. And I like to listen when they get going on their rants about certain topics. I like to listen to what they have to say because I use that as a learning moment for myself. Like, you know, what do I agree with? What do what do I not? And and try to see the other side. But not everybody knows how to do that. And that and that if, fucking yeah. is irritating. Hey, look, that's one of the reasons I got fired from country radio. I figured that. When you said that, I was like, I already know. (laughs) So, like, I am a white Southern male that does not stand for the Confederate flag. I don't agree with it. Uh, I also uh, love my gays. I love all them. I love all of them. (laughs) Me too. Uh, I I also like drugs. Like, uh, when I say like drugs, I like to get high, but on edibles. And I didn't like that shit until I figured out how good it was for my mental health. And Look, now, it, and now I like the the um, I like micro dosing with mushrooms because it's so good for your mental health. Look, and I and and we were just talking about this, which and and me and my boyfriend were talking about this in our in the latest election. Um, I voted for marijuana to be legalized in Maryland. Yeah, and he voted against it. And, and he like looked at me and I'm like, you know what? My grandmother um, just passed away two and a half, almost three years ago from lung cancer. And yeah. she couldn't take Percocet, like all the, the pain medications. They made her sick and they made her like out of her mind. So I got her her medical marijuana card. And um, I, I am a full fucking advocate. I, I wish I could do it. I can't because yep. I have my CDLs and I, and I drive a school bus, but, but, you know, medical marijuana is good for a lot of things. And I am, I'm totally for it. She was able to, to control her pain. She was able to come off of her blood pressure medicine. She was able to come off of her anxiety medication. So. Well, not to be funny about this. I, I swear I don't mean this in a funny no, way. Go ahead. You can't but, offend me. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Okay. But your your boyfriend being sixty two, the, mm-hmm. the age gap of what that generation was taught about pharmaceuticals and what they were taught about drugs to what mm-hmm. we have found out in the past 10, 15 years is so different mm-hmm. that it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. There's still right. things that it's hard for me to grasp. Like I and I, so I'd imagine somebody that literally had to. I don't know if you remember when we were little, but you shit, you really might not. Cause I barely do. Cause I'm th- I'm three years older than you, but you remember those commercials to where it was like, uh, let's just say McDonald's drive through there's guys in a car getting stoned and they're, they're <laughs> ordering food and there's smoke rolling out the windows yeah. and they accidentally hit some, like a, a little yeah. bicyclist that doesn't happen. That, right. That's that's the media fucking telling right. you exactly. marijuana is bad. Big pharma probably paid for yeah. the fucking commercials. Trust me, I, it it it's a whole thing. I totally agree with yeah. you. Um, because when I was taking her to her appointments, and I thought this, I thought this even up until three years ago that oh, you're just a fucking pothead. You know, you're you're a loser. You're no fucking good. Um, until I really did, like, until I was put into a situation where it was an eye-opening experience for me. And, um, other than being with my addicted husband, which that was a totally different realm. Um, but, um, 
you know, and I would go to these doctors, to these, to these oncologists and, and tell them, you know, the medicine that you're prescribing her is making it worse, making her more sick. And I literally, we literally went on the street and bought her marijuana and, and had this whole little scientific thing in the kitchen. And we literally made, um, hot brownies and cookies. And let me tell you, it's, you don't just make, you don't just throw some, uh, a leaf of marijuana into some cookie dough and make a cookie. It's a whole science and baking it down and all this shit. Like, but she was sick and she had cancer. Anyways, the doctors didn't want to hear that, that marijuana worked for her yeah. because they weren't making money off of it. No. And that's where <laughs> now, that's where now, like, there's just no way around it anymore. There's this no. between, between all the studies, the best thing that could have happened for mental health or for cancer or whatever mm-hmm. was the fact that you started getting professional athletes hurt. When you start getting people that have the loudest voices with the loudest stages in front of cameras and everything else, and they start talking about, hey, instead of me taking some fucking pain pills this month, I went and I got fucking high, or I went and did a, a micro dose and it improved everything. Like, and I didn't have an addiction afterwards. That was the worst shit that could have ever happened to Big Pharma, but the best thing that could have happened to the rest of us. I, yeah, I hear you, but I have to tell you, I'm not much on professional athletes. Uh, I, I imagine. Tell me, tell me why. Tell me, tell me why. This um, because they get paid big fucking money to chase a ball around and to throw a ball around. And, and meanwhile, you have people out here that have served our country, lost limbs, um, lost half of their fucking bodies. Just their mental is destroyed and they're living on the fucking streets. I know. And, why, and, man, those, and those are the people that we should be taking care of. Not some idiot out here chasing a fucking football. I know why Mandy and Demira said I was going <laughs> to love you now. Uh, I think that one should help the other a lot more. I'm not yeah. against professional athletes uh, or sports. I love them very, very much. But I'm a huge uh, veteran uh, advocate for mental mm-hmm. health, um, especially uh, shout out to my guys at Creative Vets, Mission 22. Also, uh, since you're a dog lover, you need to look up Project Canine Hero. Uh, shout out to all, all of those organizations that we work with. Um, I get it. I get it. There ought to be more money spent on them. And uh-huh. uh, there's just no money being made off of them. So there never will be any more money spent on them. And that's well, bullshit. It's well, complete it's, America- it's complete bullshit. But also, too, you can't blame it on the athlete. You should blame it on the athlete for not doing more to help them and realizing I, that they should help them. I do. But it's completely two different things. Like our government should feel like fucking shit for not taking care of them when they get home. Not, not that. I mean, we all, there's people out there that if you can give, help them. Like mm-hmm. you, it shouldn't take away from your job or your life or whatever, but these people put their lives on the line. They've ultimate sacrifices. They should be taken care of first and always. Always people that have more should give to them. And when I see them giving to a stupid fucking charity, like let's, this is, I don't know if I have any little albino kids that watch this show. Okay. So this is just like the one organization I'm going to pick on. 
If I saw somebody that, well, a professional athlete that had a charity and it was like teaching little albino kids how to skateboard because there's some stupid ass charities out there. You know, there, there, there's some out there that is like, you're doing what? Like, why, why are you doing that when you can walk 30 feet out of the Staples Center in LA and find 10 veterans that can't fucking feed themselves tonight? Exactly. All right. It 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 yeah. just it just really fucking grinds my gears. Um, it you know we'll give to. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna censor myself, but but you know, but it 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 does it it. You start you started and I'll run with it, baby. <laughs> no, because. I know where I'm going to go with it. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but, um, it, it, mm -mm. nope, nope. It, gr it grinds my fucking gears with, without those men and women. And it doesn't, and you know, this whole thing with the military, you know, if, if you're gay, you shouldn't be in the fucking military. Fuck you. Do you have the fucking balls or the, the vagina to to go and and go into battle and go into war and and stand up for our country and for us for our freedom for us to be out here going to the fucking Starbucks every fucking day, then then don't comment and say somebody shouldn't be fucking gay or lesbian in the fucking military. You know, That's what, you know what I think there ought to be to get into the military. I think there ought to be a patriotic test of why you're serving the military, like. Everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants college to get took care of, whatever. But if you don't check off one of those boxes, let's say you got somebody that wants to come in there that don't want to say they're a lesbian. They don't want to say they're gay. They don't want to say they're uh, transitioning or whatever. Really don't give a fuck. But if they pass the patriotic part of the test and it's just so they can serve the country, right. and that's why they're wanting to do it, then why the fuck does it matter? Right. Because there's a lot of other people out there right now, and this one – you talk about grinding gears. This is where I piss a lot of people <laughs> off. I can't stand fucking government assistance for lazy motherfuckers that don't want to go to work. I I'm think myself in the floor. I think, I think if you were on government assistance, one should be drug tested. Two, there should be a cap on how many kids. Three, if you're not gonna have a fucking job, you better do community service every goddamn day of your life until you find a real job. Come out. We need, we need, we need bus assistance every day. You know, if, if you know, <laughs> if my bus ain't get sick, I'm fucked. I can't move my bus. Yeah. Come, yeah. come volunteer with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't do lazy. A, a thousand percent everything you said. I believe that all of that should be a stepping stone. Everybody goes through hard times. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody goes through hard times, but. It shouldn't be a lifestyle. Right. You yes, you should get drug tested, um, and it should be it should be like a year, two years minimum for you to get yourself back on your feet. Yeah. You know, I, unless you have I a disability, my truck payment. Unless unless you have a disability, if you if you are somebody exactly. that is handicapped, disabled, something like that, I don't care if you're on it your whole life. God, life exactly. Life's already handed you some shitty cards. Let, let help them out. That and the elderly. Oh yeah. That that and the elderly, but the elderly can't get what they need 
because we're too busy helping these fucking bitches out here that are laying on their backs having 10 fucking kids. Trust and me. then still don't give a fuck about them. And they're our problem. When I was at, when I was in radio, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show. When I was in radio, this came up one day. And the person who I cannot stand and I really dislike most in this world, uh, who was uh, my co-show host, they looked at me. Uh, when the when the conversation came up with their eyes pretty much saying, don't fucking say nothing. Keep your foot in your mouth, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And that that's not me. That's never going to be me. But like I said the shit that I pretty much just said now and the phone lines blew up. But it was people that had one kid and a disability or they had something and they didn't realize what I was saying is pretty much what you said. There should be a cap on it. Yep. That after you, you should have to get back on your feet. Exactly. Yeah. You should have to, you shouldn't want to be fucking lazy your entire life. Your entire life. It should be a stepping stone. It should be, you know, let me help you get back on your feet. Or let me help you establish establish yourself because there are a lot of young kids out here, you know, having kids, you know. So let so let me help you get to the point where you where you can make it on your own. That that's one that I think a lot of people wouldn't think that I would say this. The mothers that get pregnant early, I want them to get the most assistance absolutely exactly. possible so they can exactly. finish their education. Yes. And then provide for their family the right way. If you get pre- if you get pregnant at fucking whatever at a young age, you should you, get all the assistance in the fucking world. Yep. So you do not have to drop out of high school and yep. so you can finish school and become the parent that your kids need you to become. Exactly. And that's why I say, you know, I people would be shocked if they really knew me and if they would listen to me about my views, especially political views, yes, I lean more far right, but I don't agree with everything. I'm, I'm yeah. more of in the middle. You know well, what I mean? Well, it's not that you have fucking common sense. I, and, and I'm a human and I love, yeah. people. I am, I am a huge giver. Um, and and Mandy and Damaris and all will tell you I'm I'm a fucking tough bitch. They say that I'm I'm fucking mean to the core and I'm really not. I will fucking cuss you out. I will give you what you deserve in the moment and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to cry and I'm going to feel bad, bad about it. <laughs> you know. See, uh, it doesn't get... mean you didn't deserve it. Yeah. But I don't I love people and I'm and I yeah. I don't want to I'm not a mean person. Yeah, it's not that I'm I am kind of mean, but I think it's I'm I am too. <laughs> I think I think I'm more if you're a good person, I don't care if you're different than me. If exactly. you're if you're if you're a good person and you could just be living life your own merry fucking way, and if you're doing all the right things in life, even if we don't believe or agree on any fucking exactly. thing, I am going to be nice as fuck to you. But exactly. you could have you could have somebody that looked exactly like me, like exactly like me, come at me and be a lazy piece of shit, be a waste of life, be mm-hmm. just fucking a burden on society, a, a taker, and yeah. I'm going to be a fucking dickhead to you. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like to me or how you were raised or whatever. Listen, so I feel you, okay? Um, 
but you uh, take an account. This is why I say with my job, I have become very humbled and it's it my job driving the school bus has caused me to take a step back and look outside of the box a little bit and um I was raised that same way like you know this person over here they're not working they're not doing nothing they're they're taking they're they're a fucking menace and they're a fucking loser and I encounter less fortunate people on a daily basis and I have had to take a step back and, and look and say, again, to the beginning, what we were talking about earlier, like they were raised different. They were brought up different. Doesn't make them right for what they're doing, but I'm not going to treat them like they're a piece of garbage. I'm going to treat them just like just the, the as if they're on the now. same as if they're on the same level as I am. Yeah. Unless they do something directly to me. Now, yeah. if you do something directly to me, then that that's a different situation. Um, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna treat somebody differently in in that aspect. I'm gonna treat you as if you're the same as me, if we're on the same playing level until you do something to me. Yeah, and I even then, uh, because I, I'm I'm tough on the outside, but I'm soft on the inside. I'm I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna cry about it after I cuss you the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I've done got. I just didn't learn. I've had two in the past two three months. There's two women that I thought I was super close with, buddies with, and like you got to just realize like sometimes you got to cut people off and you just got to move on. You can't be upset about it. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you've got to, and that, that Look, goes, that unfortunately goes with, and I know I'm not, when I say they have nothing to do with what the fuck we're talking about, but it's just literally, I'm tired of people saying this was the way I was raised and them using right. it as an excuse. Like right. it gets, there gets to a point when you get to a certain age, like see with me, I, I did not, I was raised by parents that were, addicts of one thing or another my entire life. I like to drink now and I probably do drink too much, but I also go weeks without doing it. I, mm -hmm. I do it more as part of my job. It's fun. I'm around it all the time. I'm going to have a couple drinks like, mm -hmm. but I've never done hard drugs. I've never used that as an excuse because I saw it growing up. Uh, it's difference between me and my sister is, is she used everything that they did as uh, an excuse to be who she is. So like, yeah. If we were in the same house and we both turned out the way that we are now, like you can't really use at some point in time. Cause I was a piece of shit till I was about 22, but that's because I just had a chip on my shoulder, like the wrong kind of chip. And uh, just was not in a good mental place in my life. No, I really wasn't. I was fucking bad off and it was just a waste of fucking life. But I can say that about me. Cause I know when I look at some of these people, that's who they are. And if you're that way, and you're only that way for a short period of time or a couple of years and you grow from it completely fucking fine with you. I believe in growth. I believe in people right. making mistakes and growing from them and you exactly. not being the person that you used to be. But it's these people that are fucking that way their entire lives and they want to blame it on the way they were fucking born. Trust they are me, the people they were it. raised around. Trust me. I get it. And I, I was raised the same way. My dad, I don't have anything to do with my father. 
yeah at fucking all um and but that's what i was raised like my parents not my mother but my father was very um one-sided um i don't want to say racist but um just i know what you're talking if you if you didn't act if you didn't conduct yourself or act in in a certain manner um then you were no good to him yeah and and if you hung out with those types of people then you were just like them and um as i've gotten older that that's not that's not the way of life for me um i believe in giving everybody a chance yeah. i also do believe you know if you lay down with dogs you get fleas um but i've had to learn to give people a chance to to i try to see the good in everybody until i until i Ooh, absolutely don't don't God I, damn don't look hey look I am going to teach this lesson to every white woman I meet the rest of my life. Cause every one of y'all say this, I just play this for all women, but I always say every white woman. Cause that's the ones that say that shit. <laughs> Don't think that about everyone. Make them prove it to you first. I think that everybody that I encounter now is bad or a piece of shit or a waste of my time or whatever until you prove me otherwise. Then I don't get my feelings hurt. My problem is, is I'll look at you and I'll be like, you are the fuck. You you know what? I know you're rough around the edges, but I, I'm going to buy in on it. I'm all in on you, baby. You're rough around the edges, but I'm buying in. And then you know who gets their fucking feelings hurt? Me. <laughs> I saw the fucking red flags right off the bat. Yeah. And my and I was like, you know what? No, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm done giving people the benefit of the doubt. I don't have to be ugly to you, but I'm not investing in in you until you give me a reason to from now on. Well, let me clarify. I'm talking a little bit more like work side because I don't uh, have I I don't have friends. Okay. My only friends are the friends are Mandy and my little circle because people around here around me are fucking shit. They're not like me. I'm. <laughs> To them, I'm different, and to to me, they're different. You know what I'm saying? The only person I have is my fucking dog and my boyfriend and my mom and my sister. Um, I don't let many people in. So for me to let these girls into my life is a big deal because I, I don't trust people um, at all on a personal level. Yeah, I don't blame you. You shouldn't. Mm -mm. Uh, it has took me forever to some of the people that I've met off social media. I've got burned a couple times now, but I'll oh. be like, cause I, cause I have a big ass studio here and like, I want to take other people eventually once my show gets to, I mean, it's already doing well, but I want to take other people that I think are going to be good at this. And I want to teach them how give them their own rooms in the back to, to fucking decorate it, do what they want to and everything. And all that kind of stuff to have an in-house full-grown studio here. And uh, the first couple people I picked for this, I will have real conversations with about it, burned me. Not really burned me. Not money-wise. Not nothing like that. It's just I was let down because they ended up not being. What you I, thought they would be. Who, what I thought they would be. Yeah. 
And that shit got so old that I have got so I know people think I'm a dickhead anyway, because I just I'm I just don't really care anymore. I'm gonna tell you what I think. It's, it doesn't matter if it's in front of two people or if it's in front of 2,000 people. I'm going to tell you what I think. I don't believe in being fake. I also don't believe in being rude. Mm-hmm. But Exactly. It, but you're going to know where I stand with you. I don't yeah. like the people in my life that will talk shit about me behind my back and then try to shake my hand. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, hey, look, you don't like me. That's cool. I don't really care for you either. Well, guess what? Let, uh, we don't I ha- don't like you either. Yeah, we don't have to do this. <laughs> You're, yep. This is wasting my time having to be fake nice to you. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to be fake nice to people anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess that's, that's just this fucking, it's disgusting to me at this point. Yep. But like these people, I've just learned so much about me and it's so good for me to keep that shit away from me. Now the folks that are around that have been around for a long time that I've met off social media that aren't old friends that are becoming closer friends, the Marison James, Fuck, we couldn't get away from each other yesterday, our Sunday. Yeah. They didn't want to leave. I didn't want them to leave. I was sad as fuck when they left. Right? I, like, like cried when when they dropped yeah. me off to, when they dropped me and Julie off to the airport. Like, I I literally bawled and cried, and Damaris said the same thing. She was like, she was like, I cried the whole way home. And it's just, you know, because to find people that, share the same thoughts and feelings that you do not even the same views but like just they're they're just whole rounded good people to well, find that in today's time is rare yeah well it, they, it really it's hard to find people that get you yeah like, without you having to explain yourself yeah like one thing i've never had to do this before i don't think until sunday Never, ever. And I've rode dirt roads with a lot of fucking people. (laughs) A lot of people. But one thing I like to do is uh, like to ride, have a couple cold beers, and the music I listen to is not always going to be happy. It's it's traditional traditional country. But but I listen to a lot of music that end up talking about Jesus in it. Because that's my church. A pickup truck, a dirt road, a cold beer, and listening to God, and not gospel songs, but newer country artists or older country artists singing Uh, about their love for God. I Uh, gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I hear you, but new country is sweetheart. I will send, yeah, but I'm not talking about the ones you hear on radio. Okay, good. I'm not talking about (laughs) shit you hear. Trust me, the only ones good you're gonna hear on radio are Ashley McBride, Luke Combs, Eric Church. And it's yeah, Morgan Wallen and Hardy. That's about it. Those yeah. five right there is about it. And there might be a couple more um, that I'm going to get fucking cussed at for not saying their names that are on radio right now. But yeah, like that's the kind of shit that I, you're not going to find me listening to some trash. Yeah. I am a Johnny paycheck. Uh, Keith Whitley is my all time favorite. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's my all time fucking favorite music, but we were riding around Sunday and like Larry Fleet has a song. And if you haven't heard this, Larry's a newer artist. It's probably gonna be the next biggest thing in country music, in my opinion, anyway. But Larry Fleet has a song. It's called Where I Find God. And if you don't turn that on and you get that warm, fuzzy feeling inside and remember why you love God in the first place. And then you just, ain't shit. Yeah. But my <laughs> other friends, unless you were like an old school buddy of mine, 
or just somebody that was too scared to say something because they didn't want to piss me off about turning the, the song. Damaris and James were the first people that sat there, listened to it, sang along with it once they figured out what it was saying and enjoyed it. Like they, uh-huh. they just fucking look, they got what riding dirt roads was about. You don't, I don't find that anymore. Uh-uh. Uh, you, you, you just don't, you don't find that. So when you connect with your people, oh, you give me goosebumps. Like you just connect <laughs> with your fucking people. Yes. I don't, I, I don't have to explain to them anything. Like we, it was almost before I even asked them or anybody that was here at the studio, we had a big party Saturday night. Um, cause I had an event Friday night and they all came to it. But any of those people that were there Saturday night, if they'd have stayed around Saturday, they all would have been the same way more than likely. Cause we're all that close, but like you just get each other without having to fucking say it. You don't yeah. have to explain. You're not sitting there the whole time. There's no drama. There's no bullshit. And then when there is drama and bullshit or somebody comes in and they don't fit and they don't get, Hey, this is about the group. This isn't about you. Right. Uh, you're they're fucking gone. Yeah. And that's what we because like. Anytime here. somebody does have a problem, it's not about anybody else other than themselves. And, and that's another thing that people don't, that people don't want to admit that they have a problem or that it's about them. It's everybody else's fault. You know, but um, music is medicine. Absolutely. And so, and and I listen, and I am um, old rock, old country, Hank, Twitty, uh, Waylon, Jones, um, George Jones. Like I, I the new shit, but but to be able to turn on a song and just everybody just you get it. Yeah. And and those are my people. Hey, I tell you, I tell you this: what you haven't done yet. When you've got, how many times have you gone to Nashville with the girls? Uh, we just went once with once? the girls. I had been one other time, um, to the Grand Ole Opry, okay. but that's it. What you need to do is get you and boyfriend, and come to Nashville when I'm doing a show up there. When James and Damaris is there, when all the rest of us are there, we all go together, and y'all sit around and with everybody picking and playing guitar and singing all night, but we don't go. We'll end up on Broadway because we're so drunk to dance at the very end of night to have fun, (laughs) but we don't do anything but writer's rounds until you go sit through some writer's rounds in Nashville. You'll understand that the songs that you're talking about from back in the day, they're still Mm -hmm. there. Oh yeah. They're they're still fucking there. There's just Mm -hmm. the problem is radio ain't playing this shit. Mm -hmm. Well, can I tell you something about, about the old man? Yeah. He, he doesn't like country music. Oh. Does look, I nearly, when we got together and I started playing, like I had to, to teach him who Hank Williams Jr. was. I was like, the fuck? What, what the fuck's the- he listening to? The golden oldie still? He, no, he fucking loves Nelly. <laughs> that explains a lot. That explains and I a do lot. too. I fucking love Nelly. <laughs> but yeah, he's lot. not, he's in, um, he uh you know old rock and r&b and stuff but yeah he's not a country music he um randy travis and rascal flats are coming to us on the river coming up and he and it was on our local news and he's like who the fuck is that and i'm like i'll get us tickets you'll be fine (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah, but that but that's just you know, 
opposites attract, you know? Uh, so. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> that was, I'm glad it works for you. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're more alike. In, well, we're alike in every other way except for music. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> If I I could not date a woman who did not like music the way that I did. I well no, he loves it. He loves music. Well, my he music. Just, my music. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 I couldn't do well, it. Well, now let me say this. He you know, I'm drunk and he's driving us home from dinner. You know, he's he's all about it. Like he yeah. listens to it and he and he gets it and he loves it while we're listening to it. Yeah. But he but he wasn't raised uh, on I got that you. i got you that makes you sense. know what i mean like it's yeah. not that he doesn't like it but but he just wasn't raised on it like i was yeah i get it but i have to have it like that is my i'm Me 35 too. i'm 35 years old i've never been married my pam my grandparents made marriage something that is so special to me now i'm a flirt i will do a lot of other things casually but i'm not i'm getting if I'm not saying I would never get divorced, but when somebody makes me want to pull that trigger and I thought I found that person before and it just didn't work out. But when yeah. I find that person and I'm glad I didn't because that person didn't like country music and they didn't like lonesome dove. So like, uh, I should have, should have fucking known right then that they, they right. weren't for me. Like when that bitch didn't cry when Gus died, I don't even know if you ever <laughs> seen lonesome dove, but I like, guess my favorite is shit of all time. Uh, I should have known bitch ain't for me. I, but my heart was telling me something else. My head was like, motherfucker, pay attention right now. You're about to do something really mm. fucking stupid. Well, but at least you were smart. No, well, she no, she left she, she left me. No, she definitely oh, left me. Well. I have yet to break up with anybody. If I but if I have, besides for my daughter's mother, and that was like a mutual separation, everybody else, I've been left. That's why I'm always like, uh -huh. but I but this mm -hmm. is what this is how weird I am too, though. Uh, I know I keep reiterating that I'm 35. I bet you I've only been in five serious relationships since I was 18 years old. Well, that's good. I mean, and that really, since you were 18, five serious ones yeah. is a lot to me because since I've been 18, I've only been in two serious relationships. And that was my husband and then my current relationship. Yeah. Um, but um you've been left i'm sure it hurt but let me tell you to to be the one to get up and say i can't do this anymore is fucking hard and it's hard because uh you you're thinking about yourself like you want better for yourself but you don't want to hurt the other person at the same time at least for me so um yeah, I mean that sucks. Well, you you, but... you don't have you got to figure out like you just don't have a choice anymore. And like the way that my thinking is, is I know what I want. So it's either I'm never going to play the victim in a situation, right? Like, but I'm I'm going to be the person that if I was fucked over in a situation, I'm going to learn from it. I'm not going to bitch about it, right? I'm going to learn from, or I'm going to get petty about it. Uh, we the only reason I say that is a lot of things that we do on the show I call King Petty. And it really refers to when somebody really pisses me the fuck off or like when my job fired me, super fucking petty still about that. But as far as women goes, like I, at some point in time, I've got grateful for it. I've got grateful because now I know 
that there's women out there that love fucking Keith Whitley as much as I do. There's yeah. women. Yeah. And so like, I yeah. know that sounds like such a stupid fucking thing to somebody it's that not. doesn't get it, but that's like my love language. Like that's it's, what I get. It's not though. And, and, in my situation, I was young. I mean, I was yeah. fucking 17 years old. I was fucking stupid, you know? And I wish, looking back, I it's it's like a catch 50-50. Like, I wish that I, I had your knowledge now yeah. at 35 and your same feelings. But at the same time, I'm grateful for it. Because if I hadn't gone through the things that I've been through, I wouldn't be who I am today. Absolutely. So, it, so it's like, you know, you fucking live and you learn, right? Yeah, you got to grow from like too many people try to take the shit that's happened to them and they and don't make it there. Yeah, and they, they don't realize like, look, it's over and done with. Yeah, you, you can they, either harp they, on it the rest of your life or that can be another they, fucking brick in your path that you get to step on. They they fucking they fucking feed off of that their whole life. Well, my mom and my dad were bad alcoholics and it just really fucked me up. Fuck you. Grow up. Get a fucking job. Yeah. And wipe your tears away. I don't give a fuck. Uh, okay? I'm the same fucking way. I promise you. <laughs> you know, you I live and you learn. You, yeah. you, and especially, you know, when it comes to that, your childhood, your parents, you look at your parents and you're like, either I want to be just like you or I want to be better than you. I don't want to be like you. But don't, don't use it as, as a fucking, uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm getting fucking pissed. A yeah, crutch, yes, yeah, a crutch. crutch. Use, <laughs> use your words. Yeah, a, a crutch, a crutch. Your whole you get all cute riled up over there. She get all flustered. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm usually get, the one. Get, I'm, I'm usually the one who gets all hot and redheaded about, on here. I'm telling you, I should have been a redhead. <laughs> oh, it's not get, fun. I, it is not fun. We can't go outside. Uh, <laughs> no one loves us. Uh, it's it's just it's just a real bad situation. No, no, real but bad I. But I do, you know, I mean, we all go through shit, but you live and you learn. You, you have to use it as a learning experience and to better yourself. You have to. <laughs> I've, I have done so much stupid shit in my life. And I think me and James and D talked about this for fucking hours the other day, all three of us. But like, I wouldn't, I can't name a good thing that has made me who I am in my life, besides for my daughter, exactly. all, all the bad shit in my life has made me who I am. And once you realize that you stop looking at the bad shit as bad shit. And you start looking at it as a learning experience. And exactly. it was a lesson you had to go through. You hated fucking school. I don't care what, whatever school you went to. I hated algebra. I fucking hated it. I won't need it, but. I couldn't get a degree without it, right? Listen, so, I got sent away same to thing with life. boarding school, okay? I got sent to boarding school. So tell me I hated school. I got sent to boarding school. Did y'all have to wear, um, the, like, the Catholic schoolgirl outfits at boarding yes, school? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Where's your school Boys pictures? and girls were segregated. What year did you graduate? Even, the girls were in a line. You couldn't even look at a boy. Yeah. Okay? But it – but – and and when I was going through it, you know, I'm like, fuck, you know, I, I fuck my parents, you know, yeah. but I'm grateful for those experiences, for my fuck ups, for the things that I did in my life that were not right. Because if I, if I didn't go through that shit, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Yeah. 
Not everybody's yeah. road is supposed to be fucking easy. No, it I should be hard. Yeah, I it don't, builds character. Yeah. But that's also why you know, a lot of people around here, because I still live like in the town over from where I grew up, a lot of people still look at me stupid. Like, because I was a fuck up when I was younger and everything now. And mm -hmm. then they just don't get like what I do for a living. They don't understand how right. it makes money. They think I'm yeah. fucking selling keys of Coke out of the back of the studio or something. Yeah. Or like, they just don't get it. They don't get the social media world and there's money in it and all this mm -hmm. other shit. Like I have got so much pride in the fact of the bad shit, but I'm proud that I survived it. And I'm proud that I <laughs> learned from it. There's a lot of people that keep doing the same stupid shit and expect a different result. Right. And you're not, it's not going to happen. Mm -mm. Like there's somebody that's going to be listening to me and you right now. And they're going to be like, God damn it. Maybe I should just have a better attitude about the bad shit. I tell Gracie, my daughter, my 11 year old, my best friend in the fucking world. That's who my studio and everything's named after raising grace studio. Everything I do it also stands for somewhere between raising hell and amazing grace for all y'all that <laughs> ask me all the time. But I tell her all the time, Growing up, going to school and everything is shit she doesn't want to do. Mm -hmm. You can have a positive attitude about the shit you don't want to do, and it goes by faster or you feel better doing it. If you're yep. negative and you still are going to have to fucking do it, you're just going to make yourself fucking miserable. I, yep. she, she has chores that she has to do when she comes to my house and she gets mad at me because I make her wash my dishes. <laughs> I, let, I hate washing dishes, and I'll let them bitches pile up for a couple of days. But – she knows she has to do them. And over a year span since she started doing them, since I kind of implemented this rule, it's like, look, Gracie, if you go in there with a bad attitude, you're going to be fucking miserable the whole time you're doing it. Or just right. be happy knowing that you're going to have to do it either fucking way. You can just bitch turn on some, Just yeah. turn on some good music you yes. like and just and fucking get watch the and it's enjoyable. But that's the example for life and work. Exactly. And the shit you don't want to have to do. When mm -hmm. you realize that this bad shit is going to happen, that it's a necessary mm -hmm. that you're going to have to do shit you don't want to do. You're going to have to meet motherfuckers you don't want to meet. You're going to have to be around people. If you're positive and you stop being so, oh, God damn, I got to fucking yeah. do this today. All right, yeah. fuck it. I got to do this today. Let's get over with. Let's yeah. fucking, let's fucking that's, that's me. make the most of it, on, dude. That's me every morning on the school bus. I'm not a morning person. I'm like, fuck here we fucking go again. You know what I do? I get on the bus. I turn on my I turn on my playlist and my kids, my kids are old souls. They fucking love old rock. Um, um they love more than a feeling, Boston. Uh, um, yeah. they they fuck and they fucking if I turn on some Nelly, they request they look at me like, what are you doing? That's cool. And so, but I turn on my music and, and we just sing and it, 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 it makes, it makes, like you said, it makes what you're doing easier, it makes it better. It makes it enjoyable. It, you know, you just have to have a positive outlook on things. It's like when I, I counsel some folks that, that want me to, that reach out to me for mental health stuff. Cause I work with a lot of that shit. And one of the things I tell people is like back in the day when I was dealing with depression so bad. Like before my suicide attempt and all that kind of stuff, I didn't understand what I was what I was going through and all this shit. Right, I'm like 13 years from that, and I love talking about it. But it, I would love to hear more about I, that. I, I will. I'll tell you in just a second for all those who haven't heard it. But uh, back in the day, like I would just want to be in a room for in a dark room watching TV or whatever. Wouldn't want to get out of bed or whatever. 
depression and anxiety and all that kind of shit is just your brain playing tricks on you. Mm -hmm. It's all the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. And I have, I do it myself to this day. And I try to make anybody that asks me about it because I'm so open and honest about my shit. There's sometimes if you'll just go outside, put your phone down or turn on some music. If you're taking it with you, go for a walk and get some vitamin D get out of that dark room or whatever and trick your fucking brain. Like when you start learning lessons about yourself and everything else that's a part of you, like you, you will have a better life. Like you can't be miserable all the time. You can't be fucking mad all the time. If you do, you are going to make everyone around you that fucking day. miserable. And I don't want to be that person. Right. I, I, I don't want to be that person. But uh, you asked about my suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2010, I want to say 2010, very bad headspace. Never had heard the word depression before. I already knew that, like, I, I thought I was fucking crazy, like in school and shit. Cause, like, I would walk into a room and I wasn't like a kid. I had bullies, but I wasn't picked on a lot. Like I had kids that was fucking dickheads to me. I wasn't picked on an awful lot. Um, but I would walk into a room, a gymnasium, lunchroom, whatever. And I would literally think everyone in there was talking about me like negatively. Or like, I would always just be fucking so worried what everyone thought about me, what I was wearing that day or whatever. Cause we didn't have the most money by any means in the school. Like I always was worried, like who the fuck is going to think negatively about me? I wanted to make everyone like me and that's never going to happen in the first place. So after that started seeing somebody I shouldn't have seen very bad situation. She's a cunt. And uh, I thought it was like true love, all this bullshit as a kid. And then our parents, some other stupid shit happened. Parents told us couldn't see each other no more. Well, we ended up uh, at her bachelorette party together. It's a big ass bar. I swear it gets fucking weird, dude. We was at his big ass bar. We never run into each other at her bachelorette party, but I'm in the background of every one of her bachelorette pictures. Like, so like when she gets them back after she gets married, like she calls me and we hadn't talked in like a year or two. And she was like, cause we like still, I'm a hopeless romantic now, but if now that's like when the notebook came out, everything else, like, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to find one person spend the rest of my life with them. All this bullshit. Right. So anyway, so yeah, all that dumbass shit. So she's like, Hey, I know I just got married, but I got to see you. There's no, this isn't a coincidence that this shit happened. So then the next stupid goddamn thing that happened, she leaves her husband. We're both kids. I think I'm 20 at this point and she's 18 or somewhere 21 and, and 19, something like that leaves her husband. And uh, we don't have two pots to piss in. And, uh, Anyway, next thing you know, she finds somebody or starts sleeping around behind my back because she had been under her parents' thumb for so long and under that dude's thumb that when I gave her some freedom and wasn't, like, overbearing about mm-hmm. it, got cheated on right off fucking yeah. bat. And so that sent me down a really dark road. And I had had some, like, I can't remember what it was. I had, like, some fluid on my lungs at some point in time. I think that's what it was. And they gave me 800 milligram ibuprofen. The only reason why my dumb ass is here today is because I'm dumb. And and the good Lord wanted me here. But so I had called this girl one night while I was laying in bed dealing with this shit. And she literally picks up in her pocket. And I hear her fucking around with somebody else. And then it leads to them fucking. And like, I'm not. And you gonna, heard the whole thing? Yeah, like, I'm not going to hang up the phone because like. I wouldn't either. I mean, yeah, like I couldn't. Like it's just like I'm watching a fucking train wreck right now. Like, 
But anyway, next thing you know, fucking down that bottle of 800 milligram ibuprofen. And uh, luckily, I don't think even then, I don't think I really wanted to die. I, I think what it was is no. when you got when you got depression, people are just tired of living. It's not it's not that, that you want to die. It's just you're just tired of life in the way it is. That and, night, and I don't know if it's the same for you. My mom did the did kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to say that you want attention, but you just want somebody to reach out to you and say. Uh, Hey, well, see, that, it's, a, that, it's you're okay. See, that's where it, it's going to be okay. That's where I'll disagree with you. No, I was just stupid and didn't know that wouldn't kill you. I oh, I had well, never ever. No, she thought the shit would take her out. Yeah, like I had never ever thought about suicide before. Never ever until that point. Like I feel like something happened once before, and I kind of might have might have wrecked a truck, but I really don't remember what it was. I think right. it was like eighteen or something. But I think it was something you really. Might have, fucking you might have been had too many beers. No, nah, I, well, I didn't drink till I was like nineteen. I didn't okay. drink, have sex, or anything till I was like eighteen or nineteen. I was a good kid until okay. I wasn't, and then when I wasn't, I was a piece of shit. It's like a three year gap of me being a complete piece of shit. But uh, but anyway, so that happened, and I sent like my mom or my dad or somebody text message tell my love which is completely out of the fucking blue for us so they put my phone on silent and uh just went to sleep the next thing i know i'm waking up in a fucking hospital get my stomach pumped and uh it, it was it was bad because like because then everybody thinks you're fucking crazy all right no. that, but then i had to explain to them i was like hey look this is how i was feeling that's the best and worst day of my life though because no yeah. one had ever told me about depression and how like it, it can fuck with you so bad. So then I started seeking help, but then I thought they were all fucking stupid and I refused. Well, you know why you thought that, right? Is because why? of how, because of how we were brought up and mental health, depression, anxiety, it wasn't talked about. Just like you said earlier, yeah. you're just crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. There's I, there there's something really wrong with you, and it, and you can't be fixed. And so people don't talk about it, and it should be talked about because I, it it's something that people battle on a daily basis. I thought that the people that were trying to counsel me shouldn't be counseling me. I don't. I didn't need somebody that had never been through what, what I had what, been through yeah. or had my mindset to mm -hmm. tell me how to understand my mindset. That's right. why, and I've said it openly on the show a lot of times, and I have nothing against therapists. I just don't think they work for people like me. I like support systems. Mm -hmm. I like people that have gone through the same shit as you uh -huh. that are sitting there and you can just talk to and vent to about it. And then you can tell, hey, this is what worked for me. So mm -hmm. uh, what was crazy about it, though, my daughter was literally born – uh, like t 11 months later, 12 months later or something like that changed my life. Uh, that's why her name's grace. She's my saving grace. That's our little <laughs> joke or whatever. But, uh, that was 2011 when she was born. I did not talk openly about my suicide attempt until like 2016. And I wow. finally, and I finally had just came to terms with it and was like, you know what? I feel so comfortable with it now that I feel like I'm supposed, like it always felt like a weight. That mm -hmm. I was supposed to share. Like I needed to get it off my chest. So this is about the time that some other shit had happened in my life. And uh, my social media, like some people had kind of paid me a little bit of attention on social media. So I was like, fuck it. I think this is the time to share this. Mm -hmm. 
I did. Well, you could you could help somebody. Yeah, that's kind of the way I was looking at it. Yeah, I, but I was scared to death. Like I think I've deleted it for like a couple of days straight. Like I had it typed out and deleted it for a couple of days straight because I was scared. Everybody think I was crazy. Best thing I could have ever done was finally hit fucking send because it relieved the weight off my shoulder when you got nothing but love. And then you got so many people that messaged me and was like, dude, I was fucking there too. I thought mm -hmm. it was just me. Like exactly. a lot of people tell you that all like, cause with depression or anxiety or whatever, or PTSD or any mental health issues, they always want to say, you're not alone. You're not alone. And all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And you're not, but a lot of people don't fucking share their stories. They won't talk about it. They, they won't. People will say that, that you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> my my thing is, I think I was supposed to go through it. I think mm -hmm. that's why I was stupid and took the wrong shit. Because it didn't have no long-term effects on me. Like, it, it's not where I'm fucked up or anything from it today. Like, mm -hmm. I, I live a normal fucking life for the most part. Like, it's, like it's it, I think I was supposed to go through that. And I try mm -hmm. to, and that's what, anytime someone talks to me about this shit, like I try to talk to them and be like, hey, look, you got two choices, really. You either can let your demons control you or you control them. That shit can work for you or it can work against you. The people that figure out how to make it work for them, you've learned the lesson that you needed to learn. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, but that can be used with fucking anything. Like anything that beats you down, Any, anything, anything that beats you up. Anything in life. Yeah. Once you realize anything. that shit. It's stupid, but it's already happened to you. Now let it happen for you. Yep. Yeah, yep. But, but thank you for sharing your story with me. Well, I appreciate it. You know, um, because mental health is, is, is huge. And just like, and it really touched me when you said that people, you were afraid, you know, people thinking that you're crazy, you know, and, and yeah. that's a real thing. Um, that's why I try to be as real as I can with people. Like I, I've, I've found a whole new element, even on my social media and P and I'm from a small area and people think that it's funny. A lot of people around here do. And I really don't give a fuck, you know, because the amount of people that I have messaged me on a day to day basis and say, thank you. Yeah. I, I, you inspire me. Um, that makes it all worth it. We're all just normal fucking people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so the, the more you can share, uh, I had a long conversation with a dude last week and, uh, he got, we got hooked up through a mutual buddy. And this is, this is a vet that just, just a lot of shit ain't worked for him. Just a lot of shit has not worked for him. And he just wanted to know, like, and he wasn't like reaching out to me because he's at the end of a rope or anything like that. He was he just wanted to know what worked for me because he wanted to start moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And like the more you're open and share, fuck the mm -hmm. ones open or, or excuse me, fuck the ones that laugh about it. Fuck the ones mm -hmm. that make a joke about it. the bad thing is, is they're probably the ones that are suffering that, from it the most. That need it the most. I was going to, you took the words yeah, out of my head. They, they, they need it the most. Yeah. They're the ones that are scared to be mm -hmm. themselves. They're, yep. the, they're the guy that's the closet gay that's fucking living a miserable life that's yep. making everybody else's life hell around them. Like yep. being fucking mean and just, just rude. All, yeah, yeah, like just be you. That's dude. why like that's why I love the gays so much. Uh, me too. And you know, some of my best friends, all of my friends, except for the girls, are either black people, 
I say black people. I guess I shouldn't say that, but I mean it is what it is. I'm black. If you heard all the stupid shit I said on this show, it's okay. But but are are black or they're gay. I have literally no white friends other than the girls that I've met on on TikTok. Um but um they're the people that need it the most. And I have people that will even like message me or comment to me and they're like, I want to be you. And I'm like, no, be yourself. Be you. You you don't want to be me. Be yourself. It, it's not hard. Just stop caring about what people think. The best day of your life or best day of my life. I shouldn't say it that way. Best day of my life was when I figured out nobody gives a fuck about me. Right. Like no, because they're people's opinions that they form on you are all about themselves. Exactly. (laughs) And yeah. And like, besides for that, they're too busy worrying about their own lives. So what they're going to get of me is a, is a little snippet. Mm -hmm. Come sit around and talk to me for a couple hours and see if you leave feeling the same way. If you leave feeling the same way, after you Mm -hmm. gave me a chance to actually talk to you and answer some of your questions and see why I feel certain ways. Mm-hmm. Then, then you can fucking hate me, and I'll take. And I'm, I'm still not gonna take exactly. the heart. I'm still not gonna take the heart, but I'll take a little more serious. Like, uh, the- no, because I am who I am. If you have a problem with it, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. I, I mean, you know. Um, yeah, I don't always really sleep over but, people not liking me. No, huh. um, I used to, but. And it still stings a little bit sometimes because I know the person that I am and I know what I have to offer and I know what I have to give. And so if somebody wants to brush me off without really getting a chance to know me, it it hurts a little bit because, you know. I don't let it. I had to go through that a lot, getting people on the show asking them to come on and shit like right when I first started because there's no way they're going to know because I didn't I don't have numbers on TikTok like a lot of people because I don't care TikTok well, mar- TikTok is a marketing tool for me but I would have people come on like I would message somebody and they'd be like yeah let me let me check you out and then you never hear back yeah. from them and you know that's the other thing about fucking social media about TikTok that really irritates me about people and like even some of my friends and and Jacqueline I'll say it Jack she wouldn't care Jacqueline bless her heart she is the best human she is the sweetest girl and she, and she says all the time I don't have the following that some of you all have and I'm like Jacqueline it's not about the numbers it's not it's about the following not. because some of these bigger creators with a million followers with 500,000 followers. A lot of those people are just there to watch them and wait for them to fuck up. They're they're wait and and just just to bring negativity to to that creator. They're not there to to because they support the person or because they like the person. A lot of that shit is very toxic. So I would rather have 200,000 followers and have people that really like me and support me and we share the same beliefs um, and we can add to each other's lives than a million followers and people there just waiting for my fucking downfall. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to have a couple buddies that's got big ass accounts, men and women that are really good people, but there's a lot of them that fucking are as empty as this beer bottle right here. Yep. And yeah. I and I honestly end up feeling fucking sad for them. Yeah. I, uh, 
we we were joking about it the other day. The whole time, the whole fucking time, we had the event Friday night, the party Saturday, and then Sunday riding dirt roads. No one at any point in time that's in our group, like, and it was more than James and Damaris other two days. Nobody turned on live. No, nobody quit living life to go live. Right. No, right. Nobody, nobody needed validation from a shit ton of people on the internet right. to enjoy their night or enjoy their day. Like those are the people that I like. Exactly. And this, I feel sorry for these people that have these huge ass accounts that have to sit there. And what's bad mm-hmm. is I got to fucking sit there for a little bit tonight, but I'm promoting the show and I'm going to get a drink and have fun and bullshit. I don't care if it's five people or, or 500. Don't care. Mm-hmm. But they have to have that. It's like a drug. Mm-hmm. To them. Like they have mm-hmm. to have validation from strangers. I don't mm-hmm. fucking want validation from strangers. If you tell me you like my show, thank you very fucking much. Yeah. I appreciate it. That means the fucking world to me. It really, really does. Without you guys, I would have to go have a real job. Trust me. I love each mm-hmm. one of y'all. But I don't expect y'all guys to stop living your life to listen to my show. So I'm not going to stop living my life to entertain y'all. Right. Me and um, last Christmas, we always go away for Christmas and we were in Jamaica last year and there was this girl and clearly she was on like either TikTok live or Instagram or Facebook live. But the whole time she had her tripod up and she's walking around this resort by herself and just talking. And, And an hour went by, we went back to the area where she went and she was still there on this live. And I'm like, you're at a fucking you know, resort. I mean, Why would you do that? In Jamaica. Like, what? You know, I, I just, I get it. It's it's good marketing. It's good for business. Yeah, but uh, you see, this but is where it's, I, it's not real life. Yeah, this is where I disagree with you. Uh, it is It is good marketing. It is good business. But if you're always doing business, how the fuck are you mm-hmm. living life? Like, right. every everything that I do yeah. here is so I can go have fun. Exactly. I'm not going to go have fun and then in the middle of my fun be like, you know what? Let's go TikTok live. Let's show everybody. Let's show everybody else what fucking good time I'm having. No, 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 no. That's not how we do this here. I'll do my on vacation. I'll do my like get ready with me's, but I'm not going to sit there and go live at at dinner. You know, you know, I mean, no, absolutely fucking not. I have made people mad that I've been out with before because like there'll be. I don't take, if you think, not you, but if people think that they're a celebrity because they have a fucking big TikTok following, uh, they're fucking stupid in the first place. You're not. You're <laughs> popular. The word is popular. Yeah. You're not an influencer. You're a personality. Well, like, I, don't even know if, I don't even know popular. It's popular. I guess. It's a it's yeah. a popularity contest. That's what they're winning. They're winning popularity well, yeah. contest. And they're yeah. and like some people, the people that take it and they turn it into something else. The people that make this into a career. The people that make TikTok and turn it into them doing stand up. Somebody like my buddy Justin Danger, the guy that does the listen videos. He's took it and he's turned it into him being his own marketing company, pretty much for big ass name people like NASCAR country music artists. Like he's, he's not just sitting there thinking, Oh, well, I'm just a TikTok. Like yeah. That's, yeah. Like he's not, yeah. you've got people that literally think, Oh, I'm a celebrity. Cause I'm on TikTok. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. 
Yeah. TikTok will it's be just, fucking gone. And sooner, it's probably already been around as long as it's going to be around. And it, it'll be short-lived after it'll, this. It'll be gone tomorrow. And that's it's what liable to. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, and and that's what I say. Like, I, I'll still live my life. I still, I still have to get up at 4.30 every morning and go to work. And I'll be just fine. You know, yeah. my main goal is just to be real with people and to inspire people to just be yourself and not give a fuck what people have to say or think about you. That's what the fuck you're supposed to do, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what makes people, because we're about to end this, but I think it's a great note to end it on. You know what makes people gravitate towards folks like you and Mandy and Damaris and Gene and everybody? You're you're real and you're unapologetic. And the mm-hmm. second that you stop being that, you're no longer unique. Yep. You're you're everybody else. You're literally everybody else on social media trying mm-hmm. to build a fucking fan base. And I, I have, don't want to be everybody else. <laughs> I have to build a fan base because I have a show and this is my fucking job. But at the same time, if I could post the shit I wanted to, my um, fan base would be the fan base I wanted. And I love mm-hmm. the people that actually listen to the show and the people that hang around and listen to the next show and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that That's the kind of shit I love. But you guys are unique. That's why I knew when they fucking messaged me that I was going to end up liking you. But I, I tried not to even look at your videos. I saw something of you in a fucking house coat in a garage. And I was <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just not going to look. If both of them are telling me how much I'm going to like this person, I'm going to end up reading something wrong here and just being like, oh, this is somebody wants to be a TikToker. Just some other little stupid bitch who yeah, wants to be TikToker. Yeah, that's just somebody else. Yeah, yeah that's what I would I, But I'm glad I didn't because you're nothing at all like that. You're you're exactly what Damaris spit to. I'm, I'm just a normal, everyday person. I'm, I'm just a regular fucking person. I get up and I fucking go to work. And it took me a long time to love myself for who I am. And I want to pass that off to other people. That that right there is the message for the fucking night. Love (laughs) yourself. Love yourself. Love your fucking self. Regardless. If you can't love yourself, nobody else can. Yeah. Regardless how much bullshit you've been through, all the scars, all the trials or tribulation or whatever. Appreciate that shit. Forgive yourself and love yourself. Exactly. Learn right. from it and move on. Well, you fucking murdered this, dude. <laughs> You're definitely invited back. I'm eventually, this is like pre-shadowing to all you listeners, I'm eventually get all y'all in the same room at the same time in Nashville oh. when I'm up there. And I'm going to get y'all some wine and some tequila and some other shit. And vodka. I'm, I'm, some cheap, I like cheap vodka. Bowman. You like cheap vodka. Cheap vodka. <laughs> oh, you're, never mind. You're trash now. You just went back down the list. I am. I'm white trash. <laughs> Darling, I'm not far away. I'm probably like the king of the white trash at this point. But uh, drop your social media handles one more time and we'll get the fuck out of here. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Anytime, darling. Anytime. All right. Have a good night. I'm going to go eat my steak. You clearly didn't hear what I say. Drop your social media handles one more time. Oh, I'm sorry. It's um, TikTok is L-O-R-E-N Lauren underscore Elizabeth 55. Same for Instagram, but no underscore. Now you can go eat your steak. And thank each and every (laughs) one of y'all for listening to Josh Terry podcast. I will holler at y'all later.